hot flashes, vaginal dryness, painful sex, low libido, recurrent urinary tract infections, weight gain, insomnia, orgasm. What orgasm? Menopause is a very special time, and I'm betting you've not gotten a lot of information from your own doctor. I'm Dr. Lauren Stryker, a clinical professor of obstetrics and gynecology, the medical director of the Northwestern Medicine Center for Sexual Medicine and Menopause, a practicing gynecologist, best-selling author, and a nationally recognized menopause expert. My mantra has always been, if women are given good information, they'll make good choices. And I'm here to give you the inside information on all things menopause. Day two, question and answer week. I'm answering your questions that have come in through my website, drstriker.com, my newsletter, or social media. Today's question is from a woman who's interested in hormone therapy, but is worried that those hormones will be fertilizer to her fibroids. Take a listen. I have uterine fibroids. My periods finally stopped, thank God. But now I have terrible hot flashes. I'm interested in hormone therapy, but I'm worried. Will taking estrogen make my fibroids grow again? There's some debate on this one. First, a little background on what fibroids are and what typically happens to fibroids during perimenopause and menopause. Fibroids are non-cancerous tumors that grow out of the smooth muscle cells of the uterine wall. A lot of women refer to them as cysts, but cysts are filled with fluid. Fibroids are solid. Some of them are microscopic, but fibroids can also grow to the size of a beach ball. And they're really common. In fact, fibroids are the most common pelvic growth in women and can be detected in up to 80% of reproductive age women. Anyone with a uterus can get fibroids, but women who are black or have a family history are at highest risk. Fortunately, the overwhelming majority of women who have fibroids have no symptoms and wouldn't even know they had them if they hadn't been detected during a routine gynae exam or maybe from having an ultrasound, MRI, or CT scan that they were having for some other reason. Most women, if they're not having symptoms, don't need to do anything about their fibroids. Other women, though, have super heavy bleeding, infertility, pregnancy problems, and pain. There's also what's referred to as bulk symptoms. If you have fibroids that are the size of a cantaloupe or larger, not only will it make your belly protrude, but it can put pressure on other organs. And if that fibroid is on the front of the uterus and is big enough, it will put constant pressure on your bladder, which makes you feel like you have to pee even when there's pretty much no urine in the bladder. Fibroids respond to hormones, which is why they most commonly appear and grow during the years in which women produce estrogen and progesterone. In other words, the reproductive years. But if women are going to have problems due to fibroids, that most typically happens during the 30s and 40s. And the early 40s is the most common time for someone to have a hysterectomy, not only because the symptoms may be at their worst, but childbearing is usually in the rearview mirror. If someone doesn't have a hysterectomy, symptoms tend to peak in perimenopause, especially bleeding. It's a combination of fibroids that have grown big enough to be a problem, along with fluctuating hormone levels that also on their own make bleeding more likely, a double whammy. For some women, that's when they first find out they have fibroids. In one large study of 1,790 women, over 30% of newly diagnosed fibroids were between the ages of 45 and 49. Most of my patients are not exactly looking forward to menopause, dreading it. But women with heavy monthly bleeding and fibroids, they wait for it. They celebrate it when it happens. And that's because once a woman stops menstruating, the monthly hemorrhage stops 
and fibroids generally stop growing. That's why a lot of women, even if they're having symptoms, decide to hang on to their uterus and hold off for menopause when their fibroids will no longer rule their life. Makes sense. No reason to have surgery if you're 50 and menopause is theoretically around the corner. Since fibroids are dependent on both estrogen and progesterone, the assumption is that they will not only stop growing at menopause, but will shrink and disappear. But that's not always the case. Smaller fibroids are the ones that generally shrink the most and may become completely undetectable, even on ultrasound. But there's no guarantee that really large fibroids are going to go away. The problem is, is that when fibroids get big, they sometimes outgrow their blood supply. And that means is that even if they're no longer being fed by estrogen and progesterone, they just don't shrink or they shrink very little. In general, the bigger the fibroids, the less likely they are to shrink. So while the bleeding may stop, the bulk symptoms such as protruding belly and bladder pressure, those symptoms may continue to be an issue even after menopause. Back to the question of taking hormone therapy if you have fibroids. I totally get it. If you've been putting up with years of bleeding, pain, and other fibroid problems, the last thing in the world you want to do is anything that's going to kick your fibroids into action again. What do the studies say? Some older studies show that postmenopause hormone therapy does make fibroids grow. Other studies show that's not the case. Inconclusive and inconsistent. In 2019, a meta-analysis was published that tried to definitively answer the question of using hormone therapy if there are fibroids. A meta-analysis is a scientific article in which someone looks at all of the studies that have been published over the years to get some kind of consensus puts all the studies together, so to speak. One of the problems with doing this kind of roundup research is that the studies weren't done the same way. I mean, there was a wide variety of types of estrogens and progestogens. Some studies lasted a few months, others lasted a year. The design of the studies, wildly different. It makes it really hard to compare them. And no surprise, the overall of the studies was conflicting, inconsistent, and a little confusing. Most of the studies, though, showed minimal or no growth in fibroids with the use of menopause hormone therapy. Some did show significant growth, especially at the onset of taking hormones. It also appears that the type and dose of progesterone more than the estrogen may be what determines if fibroids grow. But think about this. Menopausal hormone therapy is really low dose. That's why it's now called hormone therapy instead of hormone replacement therapy. The amount of estrogen we give a woman to get rid of her hot flashes is not even close to what a woman was making on her own when she was in her 20s and 30s. And for that reason, in most women, the hormone therapy we use today does not seem to stimulate fibroid growth. And that's why most experts say it's fine to give women with fibroids hormone therapy. The North American Menopause Society, in their 2022 position statement on the use of postmenopause hormone therapy, has a list of reasons that women shouldn't take hormone therapy, that they should avoid it. And fibroids is not on the list. So let's say you decide to go for it. You start your hormone therapy and your fibroids do start to grow or you start to bleed. Number one, don't assume it's your hormone therapy that made your fibroids grow or caused the bleeding. Any fibroid that grows after menopause, whether you're taking hormone therapy or not, needs to get checked out. I mentioned that fibroids are non-cancerous, and they are. 
But if fibroids are growing rapidly, especially if you're postmenopause, the concern is that what looks like fibroids may be a rare and serious form of cancer known as leiomyosarcoma. While leiomyosarcomas can occur at any age, they most commonly occur in women over the age of 50. And that's why any fibroid that grows rapidly or postmenopause, whether you're taking hormone therapy or not, needs to be evaluated. But it's rare. And to keep it in perspective, in all my years of practice, I've taken care of, I mean, something like 30 or 40,000 women with fibroids. And I have seen exactly two cases of leiomyosarcoma. And also, just to be clear, leiomyosarcoma is not more common in women who are taking hormone therapy. It has nothing to do with it. The other scenario that can occur postmenopause is bleeding. And for women who've put up with a lifetime of heavy bleeding due to fibroids, it's natural to assume that postmenopause bleeding is because your fibroids have kicked into action and that your hormone therapy is to blame. But don't assume that. If you're postmenopause and you're bleeding, it's almost never from your fibroids. It doesn't mean it's cancer or anything serious, but it needs to get checked out just the same as if you had no history of fibroids. The details of what to do if you have postmenopausal bleeding or spotting are in episode 40, Don't Go With This Flow, Postmenopause Bleeding. In summary, in most cases, it's fine to use hormone therapy after menopause if you have fibroids. But if your fibroids start to grow, don't assume it's because you're using hormone therapy. And if you choose to stop your hormone therapy, you need to continue to monitor things. If you're bleeding postmenopause, Don't assume it's because of your fibroids. Get it checked out. And as a final note, I've been talking about systemic estrogen, but if you have fibroids and you're concerned about using a local vaginal estrogen cream tablet or insert, I promise you, despite what you may have heard, despite what other people say, local vaginal estrogen will not, will not make your fibroids grow. So keep those questions coming. Tomorrow I'm talking about hair, more specifically about taking oral minoxidil to make your hair grow. I'm Dr. Lauren Stryker, and thank you for joining me. You will find lots more information in my inside information books available on amazon.com and follow Francie as she navigates her way through vaginal dryness, hot flashes, and pretty much every menopausal symptom you can think of. Mm -hmm.